This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Philly, in Fishtown, you may have seen these colorful posters that say, Get Squid Facts. And there's a phone number, one eight three three. SCI text, a service that will text you facts about squids. Today, I'm speaking with a biologist and the creator behind these posters about what squid have to do with Philly, a city where you're more likely to see them on the menu than in the Schuylkill River. It's Tuesday, September 26th. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Sarah McAnulty, you're a squid biologist and the person behind Squid Facts. Philly's not known for squid, so why are they your passion? You know, I, I don't have a great answer for that for Philly specifically. I grew up in Philadelphia and I've loved squid inexplicably since I was a little kid. Uh, and then I went on in my career to become a squid biologist. I got my Ph.D., uh, working with Hawaiian bobtail squid. They're these little uh, rainbow-colored squid that live around Hawaii. And so, yeah, I've worked with squid and cephalopods. So that's like squid, octopus, cuttlefish, those types of animals okay. <laughs> for like 15 years now. Awesome. Okay, so what's your favorite squid fact? Oh, my gosh, there's so many. And it depends on who I'm talking to, honestly, for which one I pick. Some really quick ones that I'll yell, like if someone yells, for a quick squid fact, as I'm like running down the street, we'll be like, squid have blue blood. Squid have donut-shaped brains. And then if I'm talking to someone in a longer conversation, I might talk about like a specific type of squid, like a squid that can glow or a squid Ooh. that has like a creepy little puppet that it uses to attract food. <laughs> okay. This is so interesting. Okay. Sarah, what's the story behind Squid Facts, though? Can you describe the project? how it works, and what it looks like. Sure. So Squidback started back in 2018. At the time, I saw another scientist on Twitter that had put this like cardboard cutout in the back of like the back window of their car. And it said, um, you know, do you have a question for a scientist? Email your neighborhood friendly scientist at gmail.com. And I really liked how that was accessible to anybody that was driving behind that scientist. So from there, I made the Squidmobile. The Squidmobile is my car, and it has a hotline on the back of it, just like the broader Squid Facts project. So it started with the car, but it also includes uh, stickers all over the city. There are hundreds of squid stickers all over Philly, um, and also wheat paste. So wheat paste look like just bigger pieces of paper that I've hand painted with squid and and horseshoe crabs too. So there's a couple non-squid thrown throughout the city. You can find them on poles under the L. You can find the stickers on just about any public property, crosswalks, um, all sorts of stuff, bathrooms all over the place. The stickers are like 
uh, brightly colored. I picked like a neon color palette for the for the little squid fact stickers. Squid are really brightly colored and often really iridescent when the sunlight hits them. So I wanted to try to capture some of that brightness with the squid fact stickers and the wheat pastes. Where did this project start and how big has it gotten? At the beginning, it was just like it was an email address that people could send questions that they had about Squid too. But I didn't get great engagement with that. So I changed then to a Google Voice number. That grew to reach like a couple thousand people. And then in 2020, we switched to a robot. Oh, like a chatbot. Yeah. Since then, in total, about like 135,000 people have texted for a Squid Fact which is wild. I never thought that many people would trust a number they saw on a poll, first of all, uh, and also just want to engage. I think it's like a real testament to the curiosity of people that they're willing to text phone numbers for Squid Facts. It's really heartwarming to me. What's been the response to your project? It's been really positive, which has been wonderful. People are often, like, first of all, like you mentioned, we're in Philadelphia. Squid don't live in Philadelphia. So I think that squid are like a weird, cool creature that people might just wonder, like, like, why the hell are we talking about squid in Philadelphia? Like, what is this about? What's the point? Like, there's no immediate, like, obviously, this is selling something. We're not selling anything. We're just talking about squid. So I think kind of the... um confusion slash curiosity factor really gets kicked on. And I love that. I think people have thought it's just kind of like fun. And um, that's really what we're going for. A lot of times the news out of science, particularly over the last five years, but, but even the last decade is mostly bad, unfortunately, like whether it's COVID or climate change, it's nice to just have some like connection with science that is just for fun. Like that I'm not trying to make you do anything. I'm not trying to make you feel bad for the way that you interact with nature. Like let's just have a whimsical, silly time with science. That's really like at the heart of what the Squid Facts Project is all about. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Sarah, you not only share these squid facts, but you also have a nonprofit that advocates a love for science. So why was creating this platform so important to you? So I created Skype a Scientist back in 2017. At the time, a lot of scientists were really kind of panicking because uh, Trump had just been elected and they were like, uh, just like spiraling on social media. You know, former President Trump was generally had a very anti-science administration. He dismantled a number of agencies within the government that relate to science, didn't trust science at all, was saying a lot of things that were just completely incorrect, a lot of disinformation coming out from their administration, particularly around climate change, but all around all kinds of things. And so this was now, this was January 2017, is when I founded Skype a Scientist. 
And the main point of our program is to match scientists with usually classrooms, often scout troops, libraries, groups of adults. Anybody who wants or needs to talk to a scientist will match you up to have that conversation totally for free. We want to lower the barriers of getting people to talk to scientists. And we want to make it as easy for the scientists to do this, too. So that's the main thing that our program does. In addition to the virtual connections that we make between scientists and everybody else, we also do the Squid Facts Project. We did a mural project in Fishtown uh, this spring in collaboration with uh, the Fishtown Neighbors Association. We have events. We just recently had a show over in University City all about the deep sea. We opened the show, the cold open was a burlesque act, and we ended the show uh, with musical comedy. And in between, we had a conversation with a deep sea biologist. We got to see what a research vessel looks like that was at the time in the middle of the ocean. Uh, We had a conversation with those folks there. So we try to make science fun, easy to access, digestible, and kind of uh, just a good time for everybody. Okay, so you've got the posters, the texting platform, the nonprofit, to keep people interested in science. What is it about merging science and public art projects? You mentioned you had the mural in the spring, this burlesque show. What is it about the two of those mediums that you find works together? I think it's important to really use a wide variety of kind of delivery mechanisms to get scientific information to people because different avenues are going to hit people differently, like different groups of people differently. And so I think that as many scientists as possible should be engaging in science communication in a way that feels right to them so that in total, like as a whole group, um, we're reaching as many people as possible. And so I find joy in street art. That's where I'm having a good time. So that's what I like to do to try to connect with people. As far as why I think street art is is a good idea, I think it's really a democratized format. Anybody can, as long as you can, you know, get some paint or pens or Sharpies or whatever. What's next for your work, Sarah? Any plans to try spreading the word about maybe a different animal other than squid? Yeah, it doesn't always have to be squid. One thing that (laughs) I did this past summer was focus on ocean animals that live down the shore. Philadelphia, as we all know, folks here go down the shore. So um, I'd love for people when they go down the shore to really look at the biodiversity, so like all of the animals that we have living along the shore. So we did this project where we like highlighted different animals on bar coasters, and then we distributed them to bars like in between Fishtown and Port Richmond and Northern Liberties. And so that's another like way we connect people with science. Like I'm I'm not above any approach really to, to getting science out there. Um, I'd also really love to do more bigger murals. I particularly want to get a project funded about hope in the face of a change in climate. A lot of the stuff that I focus on has been like not trying to convince people really much of anything other than experiencing joy, wonder in wildlife. Um, And I'd like to do a, a climate change project in 2024 funding permitting. So if anybody listening would like to fund science education in Philadelphia with art, please hit me up. All right. That was Sarah McAnulty, squid biologist and founder of Squid Facts. Thanks for teaching me all these cool facts about squids and art and science and for being here on CityCast Philly. Thank you so much for having me on.
that's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode about squid, science, and art, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.